Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. The Christian understanding of monotheism is distinct and it's unique because as Christians, we are monotheists. We believe that there's one God, but we are also Trinitarian. We believe that that one God exists eternally in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we are talking about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about God. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the Gospel of John. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on John chapters 14 through 16 in the message titled, The Holy Spirit and the Life of the Church. Now here's Pastor Brian. All right, so what I want to do today is I'm going to kind of be looking at statements that Jesus made from chapter 14, 15, and 16. But what I want to do today is, like I said, I want to focus in, not giving an overview of these chapters necessarily, but zeroing in on a very specific subject that Jesus addresses here. And that is the subject or the topic of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the most extensive teaching of Jesus on the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in in the Gospels, of course, there's references to the Spirit, and Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit, but it's here that Jesus teaches us about the Holy Spirit, and he's doing it in the context of his disciples, his, actually, in this case, it's the apostles that he's with, and they are filled with worry and fear and anxiety over the fact that he's saying to them that he's going to not be with them much longer. And as you can imagine, that would be a big surprise. They assumed if Jesus was the Messiah, they assumed that this was just the beginning of everything. So Jesus here in These verses, five times in these three chapters, Jesus tells his disciples not to fear his leaving them, for it is his coming departure back to the Father that will result in the Holy Spirit being sent, who will then be with them forever. So, just a a little background. We as Christians are monotheist. The Christian faith is monotheistic. Monotheistic means we believe in one God, mono one, theos, God. Christianity is a monotheistic faith, but so is Judaism, and so is Islam. So if you were to take like a comparative religion class or something, they would talk about the three monotheistic faiths, and that would be the the three I just mentioned. But the Christian understanding of monotheism is distinct, and it's unique. Because as Christians, we are monotheists. We believe that there's one God, but we are also Trinitarian. We believe that that one God exists eternally in three persons, the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we are talking about the Holy Spirit, let's just keep this in mind, we are talking about God. And I think sometimes Christians, they forget that or something, or they don't totally realize it. The Holy Spirit is, in some ways, is probably the person of the divine nature that we are maybe the least familiar with. I mean, some people think the Holy Spirit is just like some, some sort of a force or something. They don't recognize the, the personal nature of the Holy Spirit and that, that he is actually a person. But he is indeed a person. And so when we're talking about the Spirit, we're talking about God. But here, as Jesus is going to introduce us to teaching on the Spirit, he's going to talk about the Spirit in a very specific relationship to believers. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come onto the scene in the New Testament. The Old Testament has several references to the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in the very first verses of the Bible in the book of Genesis, we read there that that God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So right there, in the very beginning, we have reference to the Spirit. And, And again, going through the Old Testament and then coming to the New Testament... But the teaching, this is my point, the teaching on the Spirit here that Jesus is going to give us is he's going to talk about a very specific way that the Spirit is going to relate to us as his people. And he does that through what he calls the Holy Spirit. And in the verse that we read I want you to notice back in verse 16, Jesus speaks of the Spirit, and here he's called the advocate. The advocate. The Greek word is parakletos. Now, this word uh, is translated in, in various ways in different versions. So the advocate, the helper, the comforter, the counselor, the encourager. It's even translated the friend. So this is what Jesus wants us to understand. He's telling them, and through them he's telling us, that he's going to send another. He's going to go away, but he's going to send another advocate, another helper. Andrew Wilson is a British pastor theologian, and he said regarding the word parakletos, he said, there are almost as many translations of this word as there are Bible versions. And he's really right, because all of the ones that I just used, the helper, the comforter, the counselor, the encourager, the friend, these are all from different versions of this passage. So the ESV and the NKJV and the NET and the message and all all these different versions of scripture. You find these different ways because the word is, is a word that's so rich. It's hard to get the full implication of it with just one word. It's like the Hawaiian word aloha. 
Aloha can mean hello, goodbye, welcome, love, all at the same time. And the Hebrew word shalom is actually similar. Shalom, which could be interpreted peace, greetings, farewell, blessings. So you see, this, this word parakletos, this word has that same sort of a thing. And here we're using the NIV translation, and so it translates it as advocate. But the idea, it, again, it's, it, this is made up of two Greek words. Para, which means to come alongside. Think of the word parallel. What does parallel mean? It means that you're going alongside of something, right? If you have parallel lines, parallel lines are running side by side. So para means alongside of, and kletos means to help, to assist, to aid. And so that's the idea, that he is one who will come alongside to help us, and it even is translated encourage. In the book of Acts, we are introduced to a man named Barnabas. And Barnabas, it says that he was known as the son of Paraclesis, the son of encouragement. And so that's the idea. The idea is that, as, as Jesus said, he's going to send the Spirit, he's going to come, And he's going to, in a sense, the spirit is going to take over the ministry of Jesus. He's going to carry on what Jesus began doing. Now, he's also called by Jesus here in this passage. He's also called the spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit, he's he's called the Holy Spirit, and he's called the Spirit of Truth. So think about that really quickly. So the Holy Spirit implies holy, like God is holy, God is separate. And the biblical idea of of holy, again, it's deep. Holy means like completely different, but it also has the idea of purity. And so the Holy Spirit is pure. That would be one understanding when we read holy. But also, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So truth, of course, is the truth about God. The Holy Spirit deals in reality. The world is and always has been filled with lies, falsehoods, and deception. Demons are even referred to in the Bible as deceiving spirits. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, the one who reveals the truth, the one who tells the truth. So from the Holy Spirit, we are going to only be given the truth. Jesus is making that clear when he uses that. And then... The Holy Spirit, as we've already sort of touched on, but the Holy Spirit is a person. He will do this, and I will send him to you. And so we see the Holy Spirit is not like, you know, in Star Wars, for example, you know, the forces, it's an impersonal force. It's not a person. It's just a a force to be tapped into, not so with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. 
just like Jesus and just like the Father. Now, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So whenever the Holy Spirit is at work, whenever the Holy Spirit is present, Jesus is there. And and we're we're going to see that more specifically in a minute. But understand it this way. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ who dwells in each individual believer and the whole church collectively simultaneously. So remember our Father in heaven. How is it that all of us have the same Father? Because all of us have the same Spirit. So the Spirit indwells us individually. The Spirit indwells us collectively too. So what I want us to see when we think about the the Spirit being the Spirit of Christ is that the Holy Spirit brings Jesus uh, present to all of us personally and collectively. To quote Andrew Wilson again, he said this. He said, were Jesus the man still walking the earth, I could expect to get one billionth of his time and he would show up in my church about once every 20,000 years. The helper, by contrast, lives in me 24 hours a day, helps me in my weakness, prays for me, reveals truth to me, and comes with me to every church gathering I ever go to. See, that's, that's the beauty of the Spirit. This is what Jesus is saying to them. They're full of anxiety over oh no, Jesus is saying that he's going to leave. Jesus actually says to him, this is going to be to your benefit. What Andrew Wilson is touching on is just think if, if Jesus was still here on earth, if, just think if Jesus had just you know, risen from the dead and then stayed here on earth just like he had been before his death and resurrection and he was just going about the planet doing his ministry. Well, like he said, we would get a visit from Jesus about once every 20,000 years. There's, just, where, where's Jesus today? Oh, you know, he's down in some churches in India. He's making his way our way. And he'll be here in a long time from now. But the good thing is, no, he's here now. He's here with us. And he's with the churches throughout town. And he's with the churches across the country. And he's with the churches in India right now, too. And Africa and wherever else we might want to consider geographically. So that is the reality of the presence of the Spirit and the presence of Jesus through the Spirit. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through these five things that Jesus says here in these three chapters about the Spirit, and we're going to just touch on lightly on the things that he says. And so beginning here with the verses that we already read, I want us to look specifically at two things he said. He said, notice, about the Spirit. He said, the Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. And then he said this, for he lives with you and will be in you. Okay, something to remember right up front. And this is something that sometimes we never think about when we read our Bible. 
we must always remember that the, the words that we're reading were first spoken to a different group of people. And in this case, these words were spoken to a very small group of people. These words were spoken to 11 men. They were the apostles of Jesus. And the reason I'm saying that is because I want us to understand that some of what Jesus says here applied to them in ways that it doesn't necessarily apply to us. For example, here Jesus says the Spirit is with you and will be, future tense, in you. Now, that was true for them, but it's not true for us today because for them, the Spirit hadn't yet been poured out. That would come after Jesus died and rose again. And so we read later on in John's gospel, after Jesus had been raised from the dead, that it says he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And it was then that the Holy Spirit came into them, indwelt them. But for us today, that's not the case. Because from that moment forward, everyone who believes in Jesus, the Spirit comes and lives in them. That's what it is to be a Christian. To be a Christian is to be a person in whom the Spirit of God lives. The Apostle Paul said, if, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So there's no such thing as a Christian who isn't indwelt by the Spirit. This is what Christianity really is. It's the life of God in the soul of the human being. So Jesus said that that would happen. That did indeed happen. Now, in verse 26 of this same chapter, let's look at what Jesus said here. He said, and and remember, the context is basically he's addressing the fact that he's going to go away. So verse 25, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I said to you. Now again, this has primary application to those men right there, but it has a secondary application to us as well. But he says he will teach you all things. You see, there were still many things at this time that they didn't understand. But the Spirit would come, and they would then be taught by the Spirit. They would then know the things that they needed to know. They would know the full implication of who Jesus was and what he actually accomplished on the cross. That would come. And then he says that, the Spirit would remind them of all that he had said to them. Now, of course, some in this group would later write down these things. We're reading what one of them wrote down. John wrote these down. So how does John remember all of this stuff? Well, John remembers this partially because the Holy Spirit enables him to remember this. So that was for them at the time. But we have that same kind of experience. The work of the Holy Spirit is to bring to remembrance the things that Jesus said in his word. And I would imagine you have, I know I have had many times 
where suddenly the Spirit will bring to my mind, uh, he will remind me of things that Jesus said or things that the broader word of God says. That is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. He does that for us. Now, jump over to chapter 15 with me and look at verse 26 of chapter 15. And here, when the advocate, the spirit, the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So he says that the Holy Spirit is going to testify of him. So that this is the work of the Spirit. The work of the Spirit is to testify about Jesus, to point people to Jesus. And notice, when the Spirit comes, he will testify of me. And then he says, and you will also testify of me. And we're going to see in a second that this is one of the ways the Spirit testifies about Jesus is through us, the people of God. When Jesus, at the end of, of his ministry, perhaps you remember this, he says to his disciples, he gives them what we call the Great Commission. And what is the Great Commission? Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, preach the gospel. So he, he commissions them to do that. But then he says this. He says, but wait. So go into the world, but wait. Wait till you receive power from heaven. Because the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will testify of me. So you see, that's what happens when the Spirit comes upon the people of God. We become those witnesses. We testify. And it's through the power of the Spirit that we are able to testify to who Jesus is. And, and let me just say again, this is so important for the people that Jesus is speaking to. Now, at this moment, he hasn't, because we're not that far along in the story yet, he hasn't even given them the Great Commission yet. That's still yet to come. But they're going to remember back to the things that he said. Oh, he said that the Spirit will come and testify, and we will also testify. And they would understand that it's through the Spirit that we would be enabled to do that. Now, in chapter 16, and let's look at verses 7 through 11, we have a really interesting one here because in this passage, Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit in relation to the church, but also in relation to the unbelieving world. This is the only place where Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit in relation to the unbelieving world. But notice what he says. It says in verse 7 of chapter 16, it says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. And now, let's join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource on Back to Basics. There's so many questions today about science and faith. And uh, are they compatible? Can you 
be even a scientific person and a believer at the same time? Well, Professor John Lennox from Oxford University says, yes, you can. And in his fantastic book, Can Science Explain Everything?, he basically shows us from a scientific standpoint and as a scientist that science cannot explain everything. But, of course, the Gospels and the Word of God do. So I love this book. It's an easy read. It's very helpful. It's a great book to read yourself and to even pass on maybe to a skeptical friend. So I want to encourage you to pick up Can Science Explain Everything by Dr. John Lennox. Again, this month's resource is a book titled, Can Science Explain Everything? by Dr. John Lennox. You can order the book, Can Science Explain Everything? by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it, and then click on the donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book, Can Science Explain Everything? by Dr. John Lennox. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the Gospel of John. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.